Republicans are saying that a carefully brokered bipartisan Senate border deal would be dead on arrival in the House. That's how House Majority Whip Steve Scalise described it during a conference call yesterday, according to Jake Sherman of Punchbowl News. In that same call, Sherman reports House Speaker Mike Johnson said the border issue can't be solved until Trump or another Republican is back in the White House. Like Chris, um, they're saying the quiet part out loud, that they don't want to actually have a solution now to a problem that they are saying is dire because yeah. it would help Biden? Yeah, that's what they want. And I think it may be their hottest issue. I mean, there's crime in the streets, there's all the usual arguments. But the border is a problem. Both parties, I think, then recognize deal with it's it. a problem. There's deal a deal. The, the idea of closing the border or limiting the number of people coming in, figuring out what asylum really means and when it should be really executed and not executed, uh, you got to stop the flow. And the flow is going to grow between now and Election Day, which they're going to like to see, because every day they show a picture of that border wide open, they got to vote. House Republicans get nothing done. They don't want to do anything on this. And then also the putrid, vile way that they behaved in that oversight committee hearing last week oh, with yeah. Hunter, Hunter By the way, Biden. Mike, this guy, Johnson, is, just read Liz Cheney's book. Yeah. He's behind the whole thing, the whole thing on January 6th. He's the menace behind it. I know he sweet talks and all that mm -hmm. stuff. That's he's the, the problem. He's mm -hmm. the problem now, and he's going to break through the election. He's going to get Trump, try to get Trump elected. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not gonna stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Monday, 15 January, Year of Our Lord 2024. It's Martin Luther King Day. We've got Raynor Jackson, who's going to be my co host for this morning. Royce White will join us this afternoon when we shift the flag out to Iowa. He will co host. Um, we've got, we're going to be from Davos to Taipei. And parts in between, we're here in the Imperial Capital. It's shutdown week here in Washington, but we've got to start in frigid, uh, blizzard-like conditions, Iowa. Mason City, where, you know, we, we did a, uh, Mike Lindell did an event last week, President Trump did an event. I think it's minus 39 degrees this morning at dawn. Let's go to Iowa. Congressman Matt Gates, one of the top surrogates for President Trump. First off, uh, Congressman Gates, can you give us a a feel for the uh, the frigid uh, Iowa. Where do you think we stand with the caucuses? Yeah, the uh, only thing colder than the Iowa temperature, are the prospects for other Republicans not named Donald Trump. Uh, I was out this morning and we even saw cars sliding into one another and the roads aren't particularly packed. We hope for big turnout because there's more than 100,000 more Republicans in Iowa eligible to caucus than there were back in 2016. We think those new caucus goers are going to break overwhelmingly uh, for President Trump. And the real question is, you know, are there are there even two tickets out of Iowa? Does this become so 
dispositive that the money dries up for the others that uh, want to bring their prospects to New Hampshire and South Carolina. But uh, we want a big turnout. We hope we get a little break in the wind in particular and in some of the uh, falling snow. That gives the, the ground crews here the ability to uh, create a path for folks to go and caucus safely. You talk about tickets out. Uh, I thought the poll uh, from the top uh, pollster, uh, and I think MSNBC puts it up and they have rights to it, but it was uh, done by, I think, the uh, the local Des Moines paper, the Des Moines Register, that great pollster out there. It had uh, Trump at 48, Nikki at 20, and I think Governor DeSantis 16. However, the crosstabs, uh, Congressman, Nikki Haley only had, I think, 20% enthusiasm. More importantly, I think over 50% of her ca- potential caucus scores would vote for Biden. Uh, we're seeing the same thing in New Hampshire. Do you think that's a real, I mean, the media is making up, a, it's a big surge. Do you think there's any reality there? These are just Democrats trying to game the system. Yeah, there's a soft underbelly to what uh, what people are describing as Nikki Haley's momentum, and that is that it largely emerges from people who will never vote for Nikki Haley or any other Republican in a general election. We'll see the early signs as to whether or not that strategy on the part of the Haley campaign to explicitly recruit Democrats and independents works. I would be watching around Iowa State University, University of Iowa, uh, some of the uh, uh, river counties more to the eastern part of the state. And Marco Rubio did well uh, in some of the southern uh, counties that border Missouri. But what we're seeing is in each and every place we look at, every caucus, uh, we expect President Trump to be uh, prevailing. I'll be caucusing uh, tonight in Newton, Iowa, between Des Moines and Iowa City. And uh, we got great Americans at each and every one of these stops who are building it out. But I I think for uh, Ron DeSantis, he will use that Des Moines Register poll as uh, as sort of a a springboard to be able to say that if he prevails over Nikki Haley in a a far distant second, that that somehow makes a case for his candidacy candidacy. Uh, he may skip uh, New Hampshire and, and really apply most of his efforts to South Carolina. Uh, I think President Trump's going to compete everywhere because there's delegates to win everywhere. I want to go, you know, Senator Rubio endorsed uh, President Trump to his newfound populism. But I want to go to they had an MB, It's Nikki Haley's. Her theme is that uh, she's more traditional foreign policy, more traditional economic policy, more traditional national security policy that Republicans are used to, kind of the neoliberal neocon. But this ties back to this article that was in uh, NBC over the weekend about already the resistance to President Trump. But it also ties back, Congressman Gates, correct me if I'm wrong, to the situation we have in the budget. Because when uh, Johnson gives a shout out to the appropriators, isn't it true that it was the it was the uh, the armed services, the defense uh, appropriators that went in and, and scared the bejesus out of uh, out of Johnson last week uh, about this entire situation, particularly about potential attacks in the United States. And that's why we couldn't risk shutting down uh, the government over the border, sir. Uh, I would characterize it a little differently from inside the room. I don't think they were frightening the speaker. I think that that they oppose any continuing resolution for different reasons than you and I do. You and I don't believe that it's a responsible thing to do to take one vote on the budget all at once. The defense hawks don't want to do that because under a continuing resolution, we don't get new starts for programs like hypersonics and quantum and AI. And those new starts in a lot of cases are important. And uh, we ought to be able to do the programmatic itemized review. I have no problem spending $886 billion at the Pentagon. I sure wish they 
could pass an audit and, you know, not lose the Secretary of Defense for some term of days. But uh, nonetheless, I do think we have to hold the high ground. The, the, the good thing the Speaker has done is liberate us from this view that Obama had us in, where every time defense moved, then you had to bring up non-defense discretionary spending. But I'm very dissatisfied with where things stand in Washington right now because we are not doing the itemized review. And when we do, when we do bring up single-subject spending bills and we offer amendments to cut programs like the National Endowment for the Arts and the National Endowment for the Humanities, it's the Republicans in droves that are voting against people like Bob Good and Eli Crane and Matt Rosendale and Andy Biggs who are offering amendments to actually reduce spending. Talk to me about you've, – you've been the, the driving force, uh, which people got back of and, and appreciate about this single you know, appropriation spending bills. <laughs> Why are we still for short? That you guys took, you know, Johnson let you guys go for three weeks we over, the votes, uh, over Christmas. No, I'll tell you, you. The Martin Luther King. Go ahead. Yeah, we don't have the votes because the look the the H the Health and Human Services spending bill. We want deeper cuts there than our Republican colleagues are willing to go along with. Democrats want no cuts, so you get the Republicans who get weak need at the thought of any spending reductions joining with the Democrats, and those of us who are trying to save the American people from the inflation and the spending find ourselves short. We had a vote on the agriculture spending bill, and unfortunately, we had a we had a lot of our Republicans bail on us there as well. So it's not enough just to engage the process. You have to know where you're going. We have to, if we don't, even if we dramatically cut spending, okay, we're going to be running $2 trillion annual deficits. As you've pointed out to the Warren Posse, we're about to refinance $8 trillion in debt at a higher amount. Of course, uh, we are going to the era where we'll be spending $900 billion on interest on the national debt and less than that on even protecting the nation and paying our troops. And it's the stuff that brings empires to their knees and, and causes great societies to fall. That's why we have to, we have to fight against it with everything we have. And you've seen me have to use some pretty blunt tools to try to achieve these objectives, but, but uh, we have to remain persistent in that pursuit. Let's talk about that persistence uh, and blunt tools. Correct me if I'm wrong. Congressman um, Johnson, didn't he commit to no more CRs uh, when he first took uh, – that was part of his pitch. In addition, are we – is he even going to get this to the floor with another suspension? I thought that's what uh, w was part of the package that drove McCarthy – Back to Bakersfield. Help me out here. No, so so the media. Does, I'm glad you gave me the chance to clear this up because McCarthy was not fired just for doing a deal with Democrats. The, the media tries to be so reductive about that. With McCarthy, it was the lies. It was the side deals. It was not only the inability to perform, it was to sit there and explain to us that we were actually winning when that was a patina covering McCarthy's advancement of the Biden agenda. I think Johnson faces a different dynamic than McCarthy insofar as he has a different majority, right? McCarthy leaves. We errantly expel Santos in the absence of due process. Uh, Bill Johnson leaves to be the president of Youngstown State University. University. Uh, Steve Scalise is getting cancer treatment. All of a sudden, this majority whittles to uh, a vote or two, and, and that's different than the runway McCarthy had. So I don't know that you can judge them uh, on the same scorecard. But with Johnson, I think you know we've got to get into a posture to pick a fight on this border. I mean, we are being invaded right now. You got you got brave Texas National Guardmen 
patriots standing in Eagle Pass, eyeball to eyeball with the, the federal entities who are under orders to go cut the razor wire that, we have, that Texas has put up to defend our country. And if we're willing to fund this government without having their back and without demanding a closed border, then we're not going to be in the majority and we won't have to worry about vacating a Republican speaker because we won't have one. It'll be Hakeem Jeffries as speaker. We close this border or we close the government. That is what the people are demanding, and it is the only leverage we have. I agree, we've got a small majority, but we've got to take it out for a spin every once in a while. And if there is not a unifying call on the border, then what are we waiting for and what are we doing? I want to make sure that people are clear on this because Speaker Johnson and this well-crafted deal, you know, which we, we blew up last week with Rosemary Jenks showing the lies of, of Senator Langford, they're trying to drive that as attached to just Ukraine funding. We keep saying here in the war room, no, it's got to be attached to the continual uh, financing of the government. Where is that coming? Last night on the conference call, where is that coming out? Are most congressmen saying, no, we've got to attach the border, uh, the border security and shutting down the border to spending and not be not have the misdirection play of just hooking up to additional Ukraine funding? Let me disabuse you with the notion that the Langford bill is border security. The Langford bill is the greatest expansion of amnesty that a Republican has attached their name to in my lifetime. You know the pileup of, of, of hum, human carnage you're going to see on the other side of that border when they know every day the first 5,000 people get amnesty? That is crazy. That will send all the wrong messages. It will invigorate the cartels and the trafficking networks, and they'll have Senator Langford and whatever weak-ass Republicans join him uh, to thank for that, and it will be horrendous. And so that's why we uh, sent out a strong message from the Speaker and all House Republicans that bill's dead on arrival. But to the core question you're asking, it is insulting to the American people to say there is parity in our focus with our border and Ukraine's border. Our border matters more. Sorry, not sorry. So we should kick the Ukraine fight to beyond the, the government funding debate. Like, and, and also, what's the point in a government funding fight where we save $80 billion and then turn around and give it to Ukraine in some supplemental? That's just a game of three-card Monty where we're fooling the American people. So we have to take these things head on, no border, no funding, and certainly no Ukraine. Why are we even talking about Ukraine? A majority of House Republicans voted against the latest iterations of Ukraine money thanks to Marjorie Taylor Greene crowbarring it out of the defense appropriations bill. Congressman, I know you're busy, but can you just hang on? We'll take a short commercial break. We just want to finish up with you. The audience is hanging on every word. We're going to take a short commercial break. We have uh, Congressman Gates in Iowa. We have Norbin Laden's going to join us from Davos. That kicks off today. Uh, we've got Raynor Jackson's riding shotgun with me this morning on uh, Martin Luther King Day. We've got some very special guests about that. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to be in Iowa. We've got an explosive story about the RNC that Natalie Winters just put up on War Room. We're going to have Natalie back here. We're packed. Also going to Taipei. Uh, Colonel uh, Mills is going to give us an update of things that have happened after the historic win the other day. You're in the War Room. Grab your Warpath coffee, warpath.coffee slash room. Get your discounts. Get jacked up first thing in the morning. Short commercial break. The Congressman Matt Gates. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024, will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? 
Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Congressman Matt Gates is in... Uh Blizzard-like conditions in Iowa, um, supporting as one of the top surrogates for President Trump. Uh, Congressman Gates, uh, just breaking right now is uh, a U.S.-owned, I think, merchant ship was struck by a missile off of the coast of Yemen a little while ago. Can you put that in perspective? We've got a Navy with only 75 deplorable, deployable ships that have to keep the, uh, the, the free navigation of the oceans from the South China Sea, East China Sea, all the way to protect the Suez Canal and points beyond. What, what are your thoughts? This is an expanding war in the Middle East now with three fronts in northern Israel and Gaza and now in the maritime component with the Red Sea. As you and Pasobic have talked about in great detail, this is largely a Europe issue. Okay, the United States of America has sufficiently diversified and we're, thanks to a lot of the Trump policies, we're doing enough at home where the Suez Canal and the Red Sea doesn't mean the same thing to us uh, that it did 10, 20 years ago even. And so Europe uh, has to take strong action here. We have to have the, the free flow of navigation, but I also don't want to become the block captain of Yemen. And if you know, it seems to me like Joe Biden is trying to start a war with Iran through a series of proxies in different parts of the globe, and that's not really something we want. We have to reset deterrence with, with Iran. Uh, what I would do, or actually what I think the president did that was wise, was uh, get our battle groups into the Eastern Med, but I would stay in the Eastern Med. I think getting into the Red Sea, getting into the Suez Canal, uh, all bumping into each other there risks a Gulf of Tonkin type scenario. Wow. Uh, Congressman Gates, the, the chat is on fire this morning. Hundreds of thousands of people across all the platforms. Uh, one of the big questions is, can Congressman Gates give us some guidance when the posse mans the ramparts and starts calling today? Which, what, what is the most effective message we could deliver? Well, the, your first assignment is if you got any friends, family, in-laws, outlaws that you know in the state of Iowa, you better be calling them and not only encouraging the caucus, you ask them what is their caucus plan. You, you let them know that they have to have a plan, they have to have a backup, they have to get there and they have to stay. Because if there's any funny business at these caucuses, we know it'll be the war room posse who stands in the breach for President Trump. As to Congress, you, you cannot allow your Republican congressman to vote to continue to extend Nancy Pelosi's policies, Joe Biden's spending, and to do so in service of probably an even bigger crap sandwich uh, before April where they'll try to jam us with some omnibus spending legislation. Uh, I think the speaker is trying to use this latter CR as kryptonite and defense to an omnibus bill, but it's not enough. You, you just, it's very simple. You tell your congressman, if 
if you do not get this border secure, I don't want you to vote to fund the weaponized, ineffective, uh, and problematic features of this government. Congressman Gates, simple and to the point, um, your social media, how do people follow you in this critical day in Iowa, the opening of the 2024 campaign today in the caucuses out in Iowa? Where do, how do people get you? Um, at Matt Gates on uh, X, on Getter, everywhere on the Internet, and we're going to be out there rallying up. And, and keep in mind, okay, as tonight unfolds, you're going to see all the talking heads and all the establishment media types try to create this uh, two-horse race coming out of Iowa because they think that's what creates vulnerability for President Trump. Don't forget this. We are going to win the Iowa caucuses tonight by the greatest margin the Iowa caucuses have ever been won by a non-incumbent president. It is going to be remarkable, historic. We're going to have a good time doing it, and we're going to move this thing on to New Hampshire and South Carolina and rack them up. And I want to thank your uh, a former Worm producer and now your current body man out in Iowa to keep you safe, Vish Burra. Congressman Gates, thank you so Vish much for Burra. your wisdom, your guidance, your discernment. He's keeping us safe. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steve. Take it easy, man. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you for what you're doing. Okay, big day, Iowa caucuses. We're going to, spend, we're going to be live out there this afternoon. We've got John Fredericks. We've got uh, Natalie Winters. We're going to do some co-hosting. We've got a lot going on. Uh, throughout the day in Iowa. Before I go to Davos, Raynard, uh, give me your, it's Martin Luther King weekend, give me your assessment of Congress spending and particularly the invasion of the southern border, sir. I think it's an outrage, Steve, and we in the movement need to call our members of Congress and tell them if they vote for this outlandish bill, they will not be back here in January of next year. Isn't it amazing, Steve, that you, you are treated as second class if you're an American citizen, but if you're in the country illegally, you get free housing, free health care, free cell phone service, uh, free food, uh, private tutors. You get Xboxes for your kids, but if you're an American citizen, you get ignored. It's unbelievable. Uh, Rainer, not just that. I think they get $3,000 a month. Uh, and a person on uh, on Social Security, which Nikki Haley's trying to take away, gets an average of twelve hundred bucks. Hang on for one second. Let me go to Davis, and then I want your assessment of that. Nor Ben Laden, as usual, anchors our coverage from Davos. Nor uh, you're out at the ski resort with all the elites. Uh, of course, Daily Mail's telling us is nothing but uh, hookers, champagne, caviar, big parties. Um, what's going on there? Listen, uh, as for the Daily Mail article, to put it bluntly, uh, these people that gather here in Davos every year, you know, I would qualify them as degenerate criminals who are posturing as benefactors for humanity and think they have any form of sophistication be because they, ha they get their suits, you know, at Savile Row and they, Savile Row and they have access to a pri private jets. But at the end of the day, uh, these people that are here are actually the lowest of the lowest who pretend that they are trying to do something for the world, but they they are not. And this is what we're going to talk about um, throughout this week um, with this World Economic Forum annual meeting and all the panels that they have prepared uh, for us. No, Nor, help me out here. You've been there for the Great Great Reset, for the Build Back Better. Every year they got a theme. Last year they dropped artificial intelligence. I think there's a Citicorp 
uh, analysis out today that says 40% of jobs, current jobs, are going to be wiped out in the next couple of years because of AI, 40% pr- principally administrative and, and computer science, uh, and that women are take, going to take the biggest hit of that, women and minorities. Um, the, 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 the theme this year, correct me if I'm wrong, is rebuilding trust. Is the Davos man understand that they are now <clears throat> under the microscope by a global populist nationalist movement and people are not buying it? So their theme this year is rebuilding trust? Absolutely, you are correct. The, the theme is rebuilding trust. Trust. It is quite ironic, but I don't know if you can see on the screen. I'm also standing in front of one of the houses and the, the title here is Deciding uh, Your Tomorrow. So they want to rebuild uh, trust in order to decide our tomorrow, but uh, they have done a really, really terrible job. And rebuilding trust, I mean, what trust? Uh, all they do is lies, lie. And if you look at their agenda, it's lie after lie after lie. Climate change, pandemics, Russia hoax, January 6th, all the different narratives that they try to push out of this forum and all the different vehicles that uh, assist the World Economic Forum and with whom they collaborate, like the UN, like the WHO, all the media entities, they're all part of this infrastructure that has been set up over decades in order to push this one world government agenda. And this is what we're going to be talking about here this week. And so they want to rebuild trust for the public because they've lost so much of the trust with uh, with COVID-19. A lot of us have been awakened over the past few years, the past few decades to what it is they're actually trying to do. And they can hide it behind all these lofty terms and their nomenclature, trying to pretend, as I said, that they are benefactors uh, in the world, where in fact, when you really look what is behind the agenda that they are rolling out, they are in fact enemies of humanity. And we will be exposing all of their misdeeds that they are trying to do here in Davos. If you can, if summarize, is there's focus still anti-sovereignty? They're trying to take away sovereignty, not just of yes. nation states, but also the citizens of those nation states? They want to abolish the Westphalian system of the nation state. Absolutely. This is what this organization is about. And as I mentioned, all the other organizations that work hand in hand with them, people need to understand that it's been almost 200 years, but predominantly throughout the 20th century, that this architecture has been set up with the WEF as a, as a center point for the past 50 years through which they are rolling out this agenda. And the WEF, just like the WHO has been selected as the vehicle of choice to roll out the health, um, the health aspect, the health component, the health pretext to enslave us through the digitization of health healthcare and the so-called pandemics, the WEF has been selected as the vehicle of choice for what they call the public-private partnerships. And what this means is that we have governments, public entities that are working hand-in-hand with corporations in order to advance the agenda. And when, for example, the population is giving pushback to certain government policies that trickle down from the globalist agenda because all of our governments have been captured and and uh, answered to this globalist elite, then they use the corporations 
to make their services and products ubiquitous in a way that we cannot function in society unless we use them. And obviously, the smartphone is one of the great examples where today in society, you can barely function unless you use these digitized um, these these services to reach these these um, excuse me you use these um, um, devices to use these digitized services. Uh, Nora, hang on for one second. We're not going to let you freeze, but hang on. We get, want to get uh, a little more in depth in Davos. We're also going to go to Iowa. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Rainer Jackson's riding shotgun with me. Uh, make sure you get your Warpath coffee. You see, we come in hot in the war room. You need to be ready for it. Warpath.coffee slash war room. Warpath.coffee slash war room. Get the dark roast. Try it. Go ahead and risk it. You'll love it. Short break. Davos with Nor. Iowa with MTG next. Traditional corporate media is crumbling. Why? Because they're hiding something, something big. People are realizing that they're being lied to left and right, even by institutions they thought they could trust. But you, you've known the truth all along. You also know that time to prepare for what's coming is right now. Don't delay, no hesitancy, but right now. Get started by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. There you'll save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Yours should be next. Sealed inside, ultra-durable packaging, their delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories a day. Eat right. When things go wrong with these three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply, with $200 in savings, you can get enough for each family member. They deserve your protection. Today, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Use your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay, we're going to go to Iowa. We got Nor Bin Laden in Davos. Raynor Jackson actually um, is with me, riding shotgun this morning. Martin Luther King uh, we, uh, today, and um, Royce is going to be around t- this afternoon. Got a lot to go through. Uh, MTG joins us from Iowa. First off, uh, MTG. Before we get into all the explosions over the weekend and and Fonnie Willis, uh, you know, talking, saying mean things about you from the pulpit. Give us an update on Iowa. I, I can't believe you actually made it out there. I thought President Trump was going to be the only person that could get through that blizzard. Give us an update. Well, I'm telling you, it was touch and go, but a lot of people have made it out to Iowa. And Steve, this is the day we have been waiting for for three years now. So the excitement is overwhelming, and I literally can't wait uh, to watch President Trump win the Iowa caucus today. Um, but just what you were saying, talking about Fannie Willis, you know, uh, like we talked about, Steve, you know that they know they're in trouble when they have to run to a church and give all of their excuses uh, standing before a congregation. And that's typical politics for Democrats, but it's not going to be acceptable. Um, she is definitely in violation of, of her oath of office. And this is why there needs to be a criminal investigation into Fannie Willis. Um, and and it, it, it is very, very serious, no matter how Republicans in Georgia feel about President Trump, 
this is a woman that is abusing her power and she's playing the, as the campaign arm for the Democrat Party and for Joe Biden. You know, uh, you're a Georgian and um, people have actually talked about you potentially running for the governorship down there. Governor Kemp, so the way it plays out in Georgia isn't I understand there's there's federal issues here, too. But isn't this a Georgia thing that's got to be sorted out by, by Georgians right now? And she went to a, a church and call, I think she said you had a hate filled heart or she, she was pretty nasty. Uh, and you can mm-hmm. tell the panic in her eyes. What what has got to happen? You've actually said you've put it on notice that you're going to make sure that they force criminal charges or an investigation. What's actually happening in Georgia to sort this mess out? Because this is a black guy from one of the greatest states in the union. I completely agree with you. And Fulton County taxpayers are sick and tired of being abused and used. That's why the Buckhead City movement was so big. The the people that live in Buckhead City are sick of it, and they want their tax dollars used by the DA in Fulton County to prosecute real crime, not to play politics and go after Joe Biden's top political opponent. Um, the situation in Georgia is, is very concerning to me. I, I think Georgia needs to take a strong stand against Fannie Willis. Uh, We can't allow a a Fulton County DA to be abusing her power all all for politics. This is something that no one in Georgia uh, wants to see happen and we're fed up with it. We are tired of being used that way. Um, But so so it's, it's a very serious situation to me, Steve, and it's a serious situation to most people in Georgia. Isn't the isn't the the wife that Fannie Willis was the homeworker uh, on or the alleged homeworker? Hasn't she actually subpoenaed? Doesn't she want Fannie Willis to come in and testify and find out what was going on in this entire situation with her then husband? That's right. Um, she has uh, subpoenaed uh, Fannie Willis for their divorce proceedings uh, with the alleged affair that Fannie Willis was having with Nathan Wade. Now, I think it's that's something that we have to take a hard look at because Fannie Willis takes an oath and it has to do about her compensation. Literally, her compensation is part of her oath of office. Well, you know, allegedly she was traveling the country and internationally on lavish vacations with Nathan Wade that he was paying for Fannie Willis to go with him on. And that's a direct violation. That's serious corruption. Uh, with her compensation, if this all turns out to be true. And that's why there needs to be a criminal investigation. Now, yesterday I spoke with Georgia's uh, Attorney General Chris Carr, and I've been in contact with Governor Kemp. What they are telling me is they are launching a new oversight committee. This had already been passed in Georgia, but it got held up in court. That's the avenue they want to proceed with is an oversight committee. Um, for state DAs like Fannie Willis and others who are not prosecuting real crime. I'm totally in favor of an oversight committee. I think it's a great thing to have, but I think the situation with Fannie Willis actually goes to another level. Um, I think it's risen above an oversight committee and it needs a real criminal investigation. So you're calling for, if I can just get this straight, you're calling for, even though talking with Chris Carr, the AG, and Governor Kemp, you're saying, hey, the committee's fine. It should do its job. But you're calling for actual a, a criminal investigation at a higher level right now? Absolutely, Steve. Um, look, there's, there's proof um, and evidence that Fannie Willis colluded 
with the former January 6th committee that we know was a political scam um, and it was abuse of taxpayer dollars. And they, she colluded with the January 6th committee. They gave her information before she indicted President Trump and the other co-defendants. I think that is a serious crime. Also, we have evidence of invoices that Nathan Wade uh, submitted. This is Feeney Willis's top prosecutor and allegedly her lover um, submitted invoices, one of them even saying that he invoiced 24 hours of work in one day. I, I mean, come on, that is something that no one is going to believe and is a complete lie. And that's a serious sign of corruption. But also look at Nathan Wade visiting the White House. He visited the White House um, and he's, he's prosecuting President Trump for RICO charges. I mean, this is something that we can't allow, Steve. And this is beyond, in my opinion, an oversight committee and requires a serious criminal investigation. That's what I want to see out of uh, Republican leaders in Georgia. And I think that's what all Americans across the country want to see. We want to see accountability. We want people held accountable for their actions. We're tired of the weaponized government. And we're certainly seeing a weaponized government coming out of Fannie Willis's Fulton County DA's office. If I can pivot to the nation's capital, and we call this shutdown week, uh, you've been twofold. Number one, you've been the biggest proponent of shutting down any more money to Ukraine. You've also been one of the drivers and backer Rosemary Jinks' expose on Langford on this amnesty deal he was cutting. Uh, right now, what's the state of play? It's it's quite confusing. The Warren Posse wants something simple. If you don't shut down the border, then shut down the government. Where Where, where do you stand right now? And more importantly, where do you think the conference stands? Well, I definitely stand with the War Room Posse. I stand with Team America because I'm a United States representative in the House of Representatives. That means that we serve Americans. We don't serve uh, globalists. We don't serve migrants that are trying to break our laws and illegally enter our country. We don't harbor illegal aliens. We don't harbor criminals. We don't harbor terrorists. But Senator Lankford and Senate Republicans and the so-called border deal they came up with that would be in exchange for $60 billion more dollars to Ukraine is an outrage. As a matter of fact, they should be so embarrassed they should resign over this so-called border deal. This is not a border deal. It's border surrender. And it's something that Americans are fed up with. I mean, you got you to gotta understand, Steve, I think we have so many dumbasses in Washington, D.C., and the evidence of that is that we're in $34 trillion in debt. Now they're coming up with a CR. Speaker Johnson has a CR on the table that extends Nancy Pelosi's budget. You know, we lost the power of the purse when we started carrying around Nancy Pelosi's purse. There's no way in hell I'm voting for this CR to extend Nancy Pelosi's budget. And there is no way in hell I'm on board with any type of border deal that funds more war in Ukraine that every single American is sick of and does nothing to secure our southern border while over 10 million illegal aliens have entered our country. Um, it's a slap in the face to Americans and it's a slap in the face to Republican voters and, and many other voters across the country. So we've got to take a hard stand for this. So Have a hard no. You're a hard no for the C. Yeah. Right now, the CR has nothing. They, they makes no comment whatsoever about securing the border. We go for more no, months no. funding the whole thing. So you're a hard no on the CR? I'm a hard no on the CR, and I also think it's politically stupid, too. Look at the dates on it. It's March 1st and March 8th, two separate dates 
that it expires. Well, guess what happens on March 7th? It's Joe Biden's State of the Union. So are, are House Republicans going to be handing Joe Biden um, a little gift on the platter for him to attack us at his State of the Union speech on March 7th? I mean, what is about to happen? Are we going to have several Republicans sign a discharge petition with Democrats and make, make all of us look bad? Or are we actually going to get to work and pass our five remaining appropriation bills? We only have five. Guess what? Not one of them made it to the floor last week. Not one of them is scheduled to come to the floor this upcoming week when we go back into session. So this entire thing is just kicking the can down the road. It's continuing to carry Nancy Pelosi's purse. And I, I, I didn't elect Nancy Pelosi to be speaker. As a matter of fact, we fired her last Congress, but here we are continuing her budget. What a joke. I, I can't even believe it. It's a total embarrassment and I'm so tired of it. Uh, Congressman, you're out there today as one of the top surrogates, you and Congressman Gates, for uh, for uh, President Trump. The populist nationalist movement is on the rise there. The, one of the greatest comebacks, if not the greatest comeback in American political history, will kick off tonight. But we also have Nor Bin Laden in Davos, and you've been at the forefront of this WHO fiasco. Don't you find it ironic that Davos is kicking off on the same day that President Trump comes back with the greatest uh, pro-sovereignty, uh, pro-America uh, pro-populist, pro-economic nationalism, ma'am? And there, you know, there are no coincidences, Steve. We know exactly who the enemies are, <laughs> and that's those over in Davos. They're the enemies of America, and, and President Trump and his movement is the enemy to them. So what we're going to do, Steve, this launches it. Today is the day, like I said, we've been waiting for for three years. We're going to win Iowa caucus. We're going to blow it away. The only votes Nikki Haley is getting is the never Trump Republicans, the rhinos, and a lot of Democrats and independents. She's the uniparty candidate that if she, if anyone thinks that she was, she's going to win the primary, well, you have no common sense and you are being lied to by CNN and the rest of the media that's trying to prop her up. Another thing is, is if she were to come through the primary, remember, she'd only get there with Democrat voters who would abandon her when it comes to a general election. So we need to send a hard message here in Iowa today and tonight that there's no way we're supporting the Uniparty. We don't support the WEF and we don't support the WHO or the UN. These are the international organizations we need to defund and we need to pull out of. It's time to be pro-America. It's time to be team humanity. And let's win this one for America first. The book is MTG. Go to mtg.com or Amazon to get it. It's a must read of Page Turner. <laughs> Congressman Green, your social media, people are going to want to follow you today through the blizzard is the top one of the top circuits for President Trump on a historic day. Where do they go? Absolutely. Go to Real Marjorie Taylor Green, or you can follow me at Rep MTG. Uh, for the book, it's mtgbook.com. This is the book they don't want you to read, mtgbook.com. Thanks so much, Steve, and we'll keep you updated on the whole day as we, as we move forward in Iowa. Okay, keep warm. I know you come in as a fire breather, so keep warm today. Marjorie <laughs> Thanks Taylor so much, Green. Steve. Okay. We're going to go back to Davos. I got Rainer Jackson. We got a lot. We got a lot of wood to chop here. Rosemary Jenks, Natalie Winters, Bob Woodson, a lot to go through. One thing you need to do is go to birchgold.com right now. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. End of the dollar empire. Find out by this fiasco in Congress, the continual spending of money, $2 trillion deficit this year, $2 trillion deficit next year, as far as the eye can see, in perpetuity. 
How's that going to impact your nation, your community, your family, and yourself? Talk to Philip Patrick and the team and ask them a basic question. Just a question. Why has gold been a hedge against times of turbulence for 5,000 years of man's history? Why is that? Have the team walk through. They had Philip on the show on Saturday. It was absolutely incredible. But make sure you talk to the team at birchgold.com slash bandit and get end of the dollar empire. We're giving an update. To, it's all free. We're giving an update to the third installment, the debt trap with numbers that are going to help you this week. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax court shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. Tax USA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. And visit Tax Network USA. That's TNUSA.com slash Bannon. TNUSA.com slash Bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse. ...are saying that a carefully brokered bipartisan Senate border deal would be dead on arrival in the House. That's how House Majority Whip Steve Scalise described it during a conference call yesterday, according to Jake Sherman of Punchbowl News. In that same call, Sherman reports House Speaker Mike Johnson said the border issue can't be solved until Trump or another Republican is back in the White House. Like Chris, um, there. Okay, your call today's 202-225-312. And the first thing is say, Johnson, that is just nonsense. Defund, either shut the border or defund the government. This whining uh, and, 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 and moaning about, oh, we need, I only got one-ninth of one-fiftieth of one-hundredth of government. No, you have all the leverage. And no, we're not waiting for President Trump to get back. That shows you how gutless this worm is. Oh, we got to wait to press Trump. No, we don't. And we can't. That's a year. Are you nuts? In fact, it's over a year. Today's only the 15th. Rosemary Jinx, you broke this. Is this a carefully brokered best security deal for the border ever in the history of the country? Is that true, ma'am? If you're a Democrat, it sure is. It gives the, the illegal aliens everything they want and ensures that more of them come. So, yeah, for Democrats, this is carefully brokered. 
Unfortunately, Republicans have been played as usual. Uh, and, you know, the, it's very clear that this plan is dead in arrival in the House. But Senators Lankford and Leader McConnell apparently have not got that message. And they are continuing down this path of destruction. And it's ridiculous. I mean, you are absolutely right. The Biden White House created the border crisis and the Biden White House can stop it if there's enough pressure on them. And shutting down the government would certainly do that. That's what we need to do. Um, Matt Gates said in his review of your of your points that he saw on War Room that this would be the greatest amnesty bill that would ever be done at the same time we've allowed 8 to 10 million illegal alien invaders into the country. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, you know, they're coming here to work. So if you give them work permits, which is what Langford's plan does, immediately give them all work permits, then you're essentially telling them you can come in and you can stay and you can take jobs from poor Americans and, you know, we're not going to do anything about it. That is not the message that we need to send we need to take our country back, and the, the border needs to be shut down. Rosemary, they try to tie it to Ukraine, but we're tying it to the CR. What is the message that Rosemary Jinks believes the posse should deliver when they call their congressmen and senators today, ma'am? Shut down the border or shut down the government. It's as simple as that. Rosemary Jinks, where do we find you on social media? Where do we go to your new site, ma'am? Our website is iaproject.org, iaproject.org. All of our social media is linked on the homepage there. We're at on, on X at I underscore A underscore project. Um, we're on Facebook, YouTube, and so on, but it's all linked from our, home, our homepage at iaproject.org. iaproject.org. Rosemary, I love the fact that uh, we've known you for, for almost decades now over at uh, Numbers USA, but man, you have kicked up a hornet's nest in your first couple of weeks at starting <laughs> yeah. the new project. So appreciate it. Thank you for standing up for the America. Thank you, Steve. It's always great to be on. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, um, Mo and uh, Grace, if we can get all that into the chat room, the chat room, let's push it out. Let's be a force multiplier. You heard Rosemary Jenks. You heard MTG. You heard Gates. Either shut down the border or shut down the government. Quite clear. And no, Johnson, we're not going to wait for Trump to come back. Of course, President Trump's going to return, but that's a year away to the day he takes power on the afternoon of the 20th, after high noon, the 20th of 2025. Uh, Raynor Jackson, a couple of things. First off, does the African-American community, the black community, understand that this is the, the replacement project is about them? That that's one of the reasons that this illegal alien invasion is taking place. Are, are they are they savvy right now to what's actually going on here? Yeah, Steve, they're very well aware of what's going on. As you see the reaction in Chicago, St. Louis, New York, Baltimore, D.C. The issue is, Steve, I think our side, MAGA, we need to engage with the dis disaffected blacks. That's the opportunity for MAGA. Donald Trump and the Republican Congress, if we can find some conservative members of Congress, yeah, they're very well aware and they're not happy, Steve, but they don't view us as a viable alternative yet. Uh, one thing, give me, uh, this is Martin Luther King Day. We're honoring his, uh, we're honoring his life, his work. Isn't it ironic that Fannie Willis, that the firestorm is really centered around Fulton County? Uh, give me your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, but, but it's not only Fulton County, St. Louis County, where I'm from, Steve, you had Kim Gardner, who's a, another incarnate of uh, Fannie Willis. She got kicked out of the off out of office uh, last year by the governor for uh, not enforcing the law. So, and then you got uh, Mosley in Baltimore. She got, she uh, just got convicted last year of federal uh, felonies. And so this is going on within black elected officials all across the country, Steve. So this is not a one-off. This is endemic to these radical black liberals. And we got people like Bob Woodson and, and Dr. John Sibley Butler on the show today. These guys want to address that issue, but this is not by accident or lawfare, Steve. This is intentional. And I'm glad to see uh, conservatives finally calling these folks out and going through the legal process to getting these guys removed from office and getting them removed from these cases down in Atlanta. Uh, Raynard, hang on. You're going to stick around for the second hour. we got Nor Bin Laden, who is freezing in, in Davos, although i got to say it's a balmy 29 there, I think, or 25, where it's a minus, it was minus 39 uh, degrees today in Mason City, Iowa. So a lot going on. Historic day of a comeback of President Trump, the greatest comeback in American political history. Uh, I don't know if it's a comeback or not since he won the 2020 election uh, with 74 million, over 74 million votes. Uh, and of course, it was stolen uh, by Biden. Would Biden's polling be this terrible? ABC, I think, over the weekend, 33 percent approval overall. I think mid to low 20s among independents. Uh, people think everything he puts his hand to uh, is uh, is completely uh, is completely messed up or, or upside down. The, the right track, wrong track is absolutely terrible. So we're going to get in all to that back to Iowa also True in the or second false. hour. Short Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt. Make sure you go to birchgold.com slash worm. You got to get up to speed. Done with debt.com. My precious metals is a hedge designed to let turbulence. I will tell you folks, tax refund. Those guys in Davos, Davos man is not going to stop. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail is going to destroy every 56 million natural assets companies with credit card or and that debt will WHO. take years to pay it's off. all about taking if the sovereignty. If you pay it off One at way all. they try to do it right Done now. Done with debt, found in filing bankruptcy is usually the not the of the southern border. Taking out loans to pay all off credit cards war. usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first. Chat with a done-with-debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. All of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.